Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my good friend Slash, my co-host, Devin. And today, we're here to break down and give our insights on Warner Brothers' latest film, one of two films that they're actually releasing this year, and that is Don't Worry, Darling. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to our show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, Devin, darling, <laughs> Devin, darling, how are you doing today, darling? <laughs> Both just got home from Harry Styles, the movie based on the, the crowds we were with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's, whew, yeah, we're, it's another late night recording session for us. Uh, for those new listeners and old listeners out there, welcome. Uh, we're going to be talking about Don't Worry, Darling, uh, like Devin's uh, just said, we just came out of the theater and saw it, um, an early access screening on a Monday night, September 19th, 2022. But the way this is going to go, we are going to give our initial reactions first, which is our non-spoiler section. There will be spoilers in this episode, but not until the latter half. And you will know well in advance before that spoiler section comes there's just a lot happening right now and we kind of want to get everything off our chest mainly Devin. so we figured we give you a non-spoiler review and a spoiler review like we do with most of our uh, reviews here on uh, the podcast all in one so again non-spoiler section first and then we will let you know before we get into our spoiler section for those people who have seen the movie so just wanted to lay that out front there for everybody but Devin, what you been watching? Have you caught up in Harley Quinn yet? Are you on season three? I still have to get started on season three. Just, just so much going on. Currently in the middle of Rogue One. <laughs> he's he's watching it as <laughs> he's watching it as we. Uh, yeah, I'm looking to on. the side. <laughs> he's like, okay, that happens. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm telling you, man, I saw it in theaters and IMAX again. There's not much cooler than than a Kung Fu Jedi. Like, there's just not much cooler. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, man, um, I mean, on my side, I've I've been feeling a little lost ever since I uh, finished Cobra Kai. I did finish all the Karate Kid movies minus the 2010 2010 version. So Karate Kid Part 1 through uh, 3, and then the next Karate Kid, which has Hilary Swank in the role. Um, as the new Karate Kid, and yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, it was it was okay. It was actually my first time watching the uh, the uh, the next Karate Kid. I believe I saw it maybe when I was younger, but I can't really remember. I was like, I think I remember this, but yeah, I've just been trying to watch things to fill the void. I want to try that cyberpunk uh, TV show. I hear it's really really good, and we got some on some Midnight Club uh, action in our inbox, so. Definitely going to start that as well as Andor. There's just so much to watch. Yeah. So I I just don't know how we're going to get all this done, Devin, but by gum, we're going to get through it. So Devin, darling, are you ready to talk about Don't Worry, Darling, uh, Warner Brothers' latest and greatest film 
of 2022. Yes, Harry. Let's do it, Harry. <laughs> Yay, Harry. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Don't Worry, Darling. Darling, All of you wives. We men, we ask a lot. Can't you see? We ask for strength, <laughs> food at home, a house clean, With you all the time. and discretion above all else. Boys and their toys, at least we know they're getting work done. Welcome to the Victory Project. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing the world. What are we doing? Changing, Changing the, the world. world. That's right. What do you think they're really doing out there? What do you mean? The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. Where it's safe. Do you even know what the Victory Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Please, what's actually happening? Stop it, Alice. What if this place is dangerous? What if Stop it! No. Jack, it's okay. I'm curious to hear where she's going with this. All right, and we are back with our spoiler-free section of Don't Worry, Darling. Um, you just heard a little snippet of the trailer, so I hope you guys are pumped. Um, like I said before, this is spoiler-free section. We'll let you guys know once we hit the spoiler section, because like I said, it's just kind of easier for us to give all of our thoughts out in one review instead of doing two separate reviews when there's so much else going on because we're in the middle of like award season and tv is like super super hot right now on streaming services so we got a lot to catch up on but uh to introduce the cast of this film uh it is directed by olivia wilde and stars florence Pugh, olivia wilde herself chris pine harry styles and more and there are three writers on this uh movie as well we have Katie uh, Silberman, uh, Carrie Van Dyke, and Shane Van Dyke. And the story is as follows. A 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. Ooh, very ominous for, for right in time for spooky season. I, I gotta say, you know, I mean, we got a few more uh, days left of summer, but I mean, once September 22nd hits, that's the first day of fall, baby. So I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions. Again, these are spoiler free of don't worry, darling. So Devin, what did you think of this movie? Man, I, uh, I really wanted to like this one. Like ever since it got announced, you see Florence Pugh's name come up. You're like, all right, I'm in. Like that's for us. That's all. That's all we needed to hear to see this movie. But uh, unfortunately, it just was not enough. Obviously, Florence Pugh always gives her best performance, and she's always great. Um, she didn't really have much to work with here, unfortunately, and didn't have much of a partner to work with. I would say based on the performances that we saw. But um, yeah, it's just. At the end of the day, the, the reveals that come out of this movie just did not really do it for me. It, like, There's a lot of buildup, a lot of tension to something. And then when you find out what the something is, it's just, you just kind of laugh. Like, 
there was actually a lot of laughter in my theater when when there were certain reveals that happened. Um, there's actually like a lot of laughter in general whenever Harry came up on screen. I don't know if they're like they're they think he's funny every time he says something, or like if he's just charming them that much, or if they actually think he's doing something weird. But yeah, it was it was an interesting um, interesting attempt. I feel like there was something there that could have been like well made and and there was definitely a story to be told at the end but this one just didn't land for me there's some, a lot of interesting music and sound choices that sometimes worked sometimes didn't coming off of book smart and then all this drama starts happening it's just not not a great time for libya wild right now but we love book smart that we do we do love us some book smart you gotta go see book smart in imax for sure 100 percent yeah, I didn't. We didn't mention um, this. This IMAX viewing had a special, like, thirty-minute interview with the, the whole cast before the movie, and that was also kind of a mess. Like, I don't know if if anyone's missing anything for not seeing that. Well, there were a few people missing from the interview, um, but that is due to Florence Pugh and Chris Pine are currently working on other projects right now. But there was a, a little message that they left for everyone else. But yeah, as far as my reactions goes, I, I swing a little bit on the different side of the pendulum of Devin. Um, I, again, we've kind of already talked about uh, Florence Pugh. She is the star of this movie. She is a powerhouse. She is the saving grace, the shining light of this film. She gives it her all as she does with any movie that she is in. And like Devin said, um, all you have to do is tell me that Florence Pugh is in a movie and I am there like 100% because I know I'm going to get a quality performance. Um, no matter how bad the script may be, not saying that this script is bad, just for any movie or how silly the premise of the movie may be. I will always be there for Florence Pugh. I think my first introduction to her was in fighting with my family. That movie was completely outlandish, but I was like, you know what? I really like this Florence Pugh girl. And then, you know, Midsummer came around and then I uh, watched her in um, a previous film she did before fighting with my family, which was Lady Macbeth, which is another great movie. I think you should definitely check that out. I'm more of a smaller indie film uh, for sure. But uh, back for don't worry, darling. I thought the premise was very, very interesting um, it kept me on my toes. You know, I was very interested throughout the entire film. And based on, you know, what was revealed and whatnot, like the movie just made me want to keep watching because I wanted to know what was happening in this utopian experimental uh, community. You know, what was the meaning of all this? Why are these, you know, men going off to work and then they're, you know, being very secretive to their spouses? And why do the women um, have to stay home? And there's like within a certain area, they are not allowed to leave. And you see that within the trailer. So definitely that is not a spoiler. But overall, I was very intrigued about the twist. I feel like there are a lot of movies nowadays where it's all about the twist at the end. You know, it's or it's about, you know, you, you make like a two and a half hour movie, which is what this was. And then it's all about like the final acts. Um, I felt like there was a pretty interesting buildup. Um, leading up to the final act, leading up to that big reveal, of course, don't spoil it, darling, which we're not going to do here, at least in this segment. Um, but I, this ensemble cast was very interesting. Um, but I got to say, this did not feel like a Warner Brothers film 
at all. For some reason, it felt like it resided more with uh, either focus features or even maybe Universal. But for some reason, this is a Warner Brothers property, but it, it didn't feel like a Warner Brothers film. I don't know why. I'm not saying that it was bad or anything. It just this felt different for Warner Brothers. Um, it it very much is, I guess you could say the um, there's a lot of inspiration from Jordan Peele's Get Out, I would say, from this movie. Um, I don't think it's executed as well, but it does a great job keeping um, the audience engaged. It really is. I, I, I had a great time with it. It's not my favorite movie of the year. Uh, a few pacing issues here or there, but honestly, it didn't. This movie is two and a half hours. And it really didn't feel like it was two and a half hours to me, at least. It was actually but, two hours. The half hour was the uh, interview before. Oh, oh okay. That's okay. I, <laughs> and I take all that back. Um, but yes, yeah, so it was, I mean, a cool two hour movie. Um, I didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome, but I was wondering when the, you know, things were starting to unravel. Um, and it starts off very early on, earlier than I would expect. Um, like I said, I thought the twist was very interesting and I was like, oh, that's really cool. But I wanted them to dig a little bit deeper because like Devin said, it felt like, you know, this movie was just leading up to that big twist and then that was it. And then the movie. Just it it is very baseline. Like, I feel like if you ask like 10 people, I think the majority of people would be able to guess like the, the general twist just based on like the setting of the movie. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I was started to guess a few things. Um, I was kind of like half right, but I was, you know, like I said, I was just very interested to see what was going on with this. Um, you know, you know, the ensemble cast is great. You know, th- there's a lot of great scenes within this movie. Um, and like I said before, Florence Pugh is a powerhouse um, in this. Um, Harry Styles, I actually think he did a pretty good job uh, for what he was given. It was actually a little hard to concentrate because the early screening that we both went to um, separately, of course, we didn't go together, but um, shut at the same time. Uh, a lot of Harry Styles fans in this movie. I think this movie is going to do very well financially, uh, simply because Harry Styles is in this movie. But there was so many times during the movie where, like, a bunch of like teenagers or just people behind me in general, they, they were just talking as if they were at home, like in the middle of the movie. And I'm like, why? Why are you here? Because, like, I'm not saying you have to sit there, like, like a rock and, like, not say anything. Like, you know, you're, you're allowed to react to, like, twists and turns within the movie. Because this movie is full of those um, types of elements. But they, it's like they just kept talking throughout, like, all the dialogue scenes. Um, and it's like the dinner table scene. You know, we won't get into it right here. But it was probably my favorite scene of the entire movie. But it felt like a thrill ride. That is what this movie felt like. And that's all I really needed it to do. I wasn't really expecting it to be wowed. Very different from Olivia Wilde's previous project, of course, with Booksmart. But, um, of course, you know, there's a lot of drama between this movie um, outside. But overall, I, I think it is a good movie. But something about it, maybe it is the drama that happens there. Because apparently, you know, um, Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in this movie. Um, you know, given his problematic state, I still think he's a great actor. It's just, yeah, a lot of unfortunate things have been happening with him lately. So, you know, they went with Harry Styles playing Jack, uh, which is um, Florence Pugh's um, husband in the film. 
Um, so, but overall, I, I, th- I thought it was a very fun ride, a really great film ride. Um, I think it's a, a perfect movie for people who aren't necessarily into horror, but want that mystery and thriller, uh, vibe that, that adrenaline, adrenaline rush. But that's all I have to say. I apologize. Went on a tangent there for a second, but Devin, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we get into our spoiler section of this review? I think it's time to start spoiling. I, I will mention, though, that um, my experience might have been hindered by sitting in seat A1, which is a preposterously bad seat in any theater. Thankfully, they were, they were at least reclining seats, so I had a bit of an angle, but there, I was just staring straight up at this giant screen. So... In my IMAX theater, we, and of course, yeah, this, we did see this in IMAX altogether. It looks beautiful. The sound design, everything, like aesthetically pleasing movie as well. Like, I was like, wow, this, you know, the vibrant 1950s colors, like, it made me believe that they were the only people in this world and that they were so far off from society. You don't know where they are. And I think they do a really great job of masking that and, and uh, giving you that immersion. But <laughs> 1A, um, my, my IMAX theater, we don't have necessarily like reclining chairs, but they're kind of like the, the seat. The back of the seat kind of like tilts back, but it's not like an actual recliner chair. So I had this really weird crook on my neck, but like it was what it was. But overall, I was I was pretty comfortable throughout the movie um, itself. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get into our spoiler section. So if you have not seen the movie, turn it back now. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? I'm going to be super nice here. That is your first spoiler warning for Don't Worry Darling again. That is your second spoiler warning for Don't Worry Darling. So again, if you have not seen this movie, turn back right now. This is like my fifth time telling you. You cannot tell me I did not tell you this. (laughs) It's like going to Heavy Spoilers YouTube channel and expecting not to get spoiled. Like he literally tells you it's in the name. So we're talking about spoilers for Don't Worry Darling from here on out. So the big twist is that Harry Styles is actually ugly. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. He was looking super greasy. I was like, what is going on? But during that time, everyone in my theater, like anytime he came on, they were like cheering and people were like, even during like the super like serious scenes they are like, oh my God, Harry said something that's so funny. I'm like, that, that wasn't, that wasn't funny though. Yeah. There, there, whenever there was a scene where he's supposed to be like yelling or angry, they were, they would just laugh at it. And then the twist came and he was an ugly, long haired American. They were laughing the whole time. It was funny because he did look stupid. So actually, he he was British. They, they did confirm that his character was British in the movie. No, but the the real life version was American. Oh, he has to I be see. British in the in the world, mm, that's the fake right. world, the fake world, the the simulation. So yeah, this it's like a like a very advanced VR system they got going on here. It was actually kind of freaky the way that I mean, it, it's not just a normal kind of VR where it's like, you know, you, you put your little headset on and then poof, you know, like you're in the world, like, like uh, ready player one. Like, no, this was like a simulation where, you know, they had those like weird things like over their eyes and it was like scanning their eyes constantly. It, it did not look like a very pleasant um, utopia uh, virtual reality or simulation. 
which of course means that the main twist is that it's obviously um, current day. I mean, at least current day. I guess it could be in the future, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's everyone's first guess when it comes to a period movie like this, like set in the fifties. Like, all right, the twist is going to be that it's current day. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But the thing, the thing that bothered me about the twist is there's just there's just no there's no motive whatsoever for what uh harry's character did first of all how is he even married to florence pugh's character in the first place when he's looking that rough and being that just pathetic and weird like that we didn't it's like it all comes down to an issue of there was no character development too because we don't know anything about this guy or anyone else which sure for some characters you want them to stay mysterious and you don't want to know a lot about them but we need something like we get a little tiny bit of development for Florence Pugh's character but nothing for anyone else and that's kind of like where the main issues are and it's like the main reason that Harry Styles character has drugged his wife and put her in this virtual world is because she's a successful surgeon and he's horny and that's it that's that's all it is. That's what it comes down to. Like, like sure that you could, you could argue that like that's kind of just how men are a lot of the time, and and men suck. Yeah, like that you can, you can make that point, but that's not really saying that much at the end of the day. And I feel like I don't know if you if you if you heard, but during that scene, there was a part where they said they mentioned that um, when they were doing the procedure that they mentioned that. They had a pre-existing relationship. I thought that was kind of creepy. And I think if they would have done that with Harry's character, then it could have been like a really creepy twist because that insinuates that there are men that are doing this to women they don't even know. That's pretty creepy. If they would have done that angle with this, this ugly American Harry Styles character, like just kind of stalking Florence Pugh the whole time and not even knowing her, that could have been pretty well done. But at the end of the day, it was just he's he's horny and she's busy. So... He decides to take control of her life completely for no reason. Um, so yeah, that, that's actually a really good uh, observation there. It's it's almost as if like I mean, since everything's in a simulation, we don't get that much character development. The development of the character that we get is that you know something is afoot. You know there there is the the other housewife who kind of goes through the same thing that Florence's character Alice goes through as well, but clearly um, does not make it very, very far. But she tries to warn Alice, and Alice does not listen. And then the same thing starts happening to Alice. For whatever reason, it kind of just happens. And I feel like that's fine. You know, like, just some people are just more, their minds are sharper than others. And, yeah, I mean, she gets out, but that's kind of just the end of the movie, which is fine. But I feel like there should have been a little bit more depth. Yeah, not a very satisfying ending. I thought it was a very, like, wow, like, that was an amazing ending, but not, like, not story-wise if they're trying to, like, wrap up the story. Because like we've said on, like, previous podcasts, there are so many uh, movies out there nowadays that just kind of end. Like, when I went to go see Men, like, the movie kind of just ends. And then, like, that's it. That's kind of what happened here, right? Yeah, it's kind of like the, the climax happens, and as soon as the climax is like done, the movie's just over. I did, I did like how um, Gemma Chan's character ended up stabbing Chris Pine, gave her some agency as a character a bit at the end. It just kind of feels like, I mean, obviously the majority of these women are probably drugged up, and that's why they're just kind of going with it. But then you see at the end that Olivia Wilde's character is actually in on it too, for some, I mean, to, to get her kids back, I guess. It's just... 
there's not any character development in the first place. And then when there is, you spring it all at the end. It just doesn't really make sense story-wise to have it in that order. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I get the, the twist where it's like, Hey, you know, Harry's character, you know, Jack and Alice, like clearly they, they've been together for a long time. This feels like a relationship that it's, it's seemingly going nowhere. That's just, that's just what doesn't make sense to me. He's already got her like, it would have been so much creepier if he didn't, if she didn't know him at all and he was doing this to her. Yeah. But, and yeah, I mean, and I understand, you know, him, like, you know, he, he finds this random like podcast or, you know, whatever it, it could be on YouTube. And yeah, Olivia Wilde said um, inspiration for Chris Pine's character was like Jordan Peterson types, like the, the alpha males, like Andrew Tate or like people like that, just kind of spewing woman hate on the internet, which is definitely fitting for these days yeah and yeah like i was saying it's it's very um it's understandable why you know Harry styles character jack would want something better for his significant other and obviously it seems that he was very very desperate and he's essentially has the life he's always wanted to but he gets to leave the simulation for you know his his quote-unquote job but he's like hey well at least my wife is happy and that's it's it's like a weird twisted way of trying to please your spouse clearly not the way that you should be doing anything in a relationship but i can understand his moment of weakness of like hey this doesn't seem so bad you know i get we get to live out our fantasies and you know we don't have any like we don't have any money trouble there's no you know there's food on the table we live in a nice house we have neighbors you know there's other people we can interact with in a weird way he definitely thought that this made sense but he but the issue was that he chose that for his girlfriends or his wife who was already content and happy with her life in the real world. So that's kind of where the issue is, you know, the friction between those two. But I do agree. It, it It's, I think it's missing the character development of like, Hey, like, you know, okay. Like we, we know the name of the company, but like, you know, why are they doing this? And, you know, there wasn't like a, a specific like monologue scene explaining like why this is, is this being done. It's just like you said, hey, you know, Jack is doing this because, you know, he's 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 sexually driven, but he's also unhappy. That's, I mean, that's that's all they gave us. So that's kind of like what you just have to go off of. Like, that's the only reasoning that the movie gave us. So it's like he was down bad and he wanted Wanted more sexy time, so he ruined his his wife's life. He ruined poor Florence's life. Yeah, I mean, she, she said she was happy, and I mean, I I get, I totally understand. You know, trying to, I think at the end of the day, he was just trying to, you know, make sure that his wife was happy. But it's like, you know, he, it really seemed that you know her life was going somewhere, or at least her life had meaning. You know, he was just sitting in front of a computer screen all day saying, oh, like, where were you? I tried calling you. I tried texting you. And she's like, you know, I I was, you know, I was, I was in the ER. I was, you know, helping out with surgery. Like, I can't have my phone with me. And then he was like, I wish, I wish you would have told me that. Like, you should know that they don't just sit on their phone when they're doing surgery, my guy. Yeah. Trust me. They do not. (laughs) I know many nurses who are literally on their feet all the time and it's like, they've, barely get to look at their phone. If if they get to check what time it is or just to like answer an email or something, that that's a win for them. 
for sure. But yeah, overall, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I really did, but uh, you do bring up a really good point of like the whole character development thing. It's just, wasn't really there, but I mean, Hey, I guess th- this movie is going to make a lot of money because it has Harry Styles in it. That, that is the fact that it's a cold, hard truth. Um, but like, it was like an ensemble cast, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a knives out ensemble cast or like Amsterdam, which is coming out that movie. It, it feels like those movies have more character development and well, give us more reason to care about this characters because the only two characters we are really given a chance to care about in this movie is Jack and Alice, which was played by Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Everyone else is kind of just there to fill in the background. Yeah. I was just going to mention if, if you are planning on seeing it, uh, don't watch the trailer because the trailer shows like all the parts that would have been considered like thrilling or like suspenseful. Like it, it just showed all of them. It showed the, the saran wrap around the face. It showed the uh, the window and the wall combining and and forcing her in. I just feel like there wasn't really much left to show that was like, well, this is creepy. This is crazy. Yeah, like I mean, it definitely had that creepy vibe to it. But I do agree. It feels like most of the cooler shots or the better shots uh, were shown throughout the movie. But I mean, throughout the trailer. But I will say, I mean, at least the trailer doesn't give away the ending, which is good. But I mean, and I feel like this is a testament even to like the hashtag that's going around, like hashtag don't spoil it, darling, because it's all about like that last 30 minutes. I'm actually curious if if this movie will be successful financially just based off Harry Styles fans. Like it's kind of an interesting test case for for general audience. If they're looking at reviews before going, they're going to be scared away. But obviously the Harry Styles fans aren't going to care. Nobody reads anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> casual fans aren't going to read, but I, I do see what you're saying, especially for someone like us. Like, I mean, I read someone's like quick reactions to it where they said they didn't really like the ending. I was like, I, I thought the ending, like where, you know, where she finally does get out, we know she gets out, but like ending it there, I felt like it was perfect. Cause it's like, okay, what's she going to do? Go to the police. Like, I mean, Jack is dead. So <laughs> she's like the only person there. And of course, you know, if you die, in this- the theater gasped when they said that he's dead. I was like, he's a terrible person. Why? I know it's Harry Styles, but why? Why do you care? Yeah. Like you saw all that blood, right? Like that man ain't waking up <laughs> at all. And, but yeah, it, um, for, for, for an Olivia Wilde movie, I, I thought it was pretty well directed. Uh, for the most part, um, it did have an eerie feeling to it. Like I said, I guess you can say this is like her version of Get Out. Um, it's just, you know, with that that male commentary where it's like, you know, th- this is our world. You know, th- this is a man's world. Like women are here. But like, you know, we are the ones who are controlled, not them. So, I mean, I get it. It's, you know, it is what it is. But I mean, I thought she did an OK job, um, you know, aside from all of the. Uh, the drama that happened, you know, outside of or during uh, the film's um, making. But, yeah, it just doesn't really feel like a Wonder Brothers film for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, let's actually get into our final thoughts and our ratings here. Or else we're going to be here all night. So, Devin, go ahead and give your final thoughts and ratings for Don't Worry, Darling. And I'll give mine. And then we'll skedaddle on out of here. Like I mentioned earlier, um, this one just really didn't work for me for a, a plethora of reasons, both um, in the movie itself and in the theater experience that did not help the cause. But 
just kind of had to put the blinders on for the for the movie theater. But the movie itself, uh, Florence Pugh was great, obviously. Kind of felt like she was working with a brick wall at times with Harry. I feel like even like the biggest Harry Styles fans would be like, yeah, he's not a very good actor. Like he's just doing it for fun. Like it's whatever. And obviously people casting him, it's kind of like it seems to be working. Like you're going to get an audience no matter what. Just even if it's not necessarily the best, best for the part. But the other twist I just thought was pretty dumb. And then the ending was very abrupt. Um, There were some parts I liked. The cinematography had some cool shots. Um, There's some cool sound decisions. But at the end of the day, it just it just didn't feel like it all came together. So I would go with like as far as score goes, I would go with like a like a 55. My word, 55. (laughs) Just just because of, of Florence, I won't go below fifty. But okay, it was fair just, enough. It just didn't didn't come together. Didn't click with you. I got you. Um, so I will say this right off the bat for my final thoughts. Um, if Shia LaBeouf wasn't um, as problematic as you know what's been going on with him, I would have much rather seen him in the role of Jack. Yes, an actual actor. I think he would have uh, sold the. Uh, the part well, honestly, you know, I mean, he, I mean, we saw him in Honey Boy. He did a fantastic job. When's the last time we saw a clean shaven Shia LaBeouf? That would have been strange. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, I think that would have been like, oh my gosh, like Shia, what's going on here? But yeah, definitely. I would have preferred to see him if, if, um, you know, the issues with him were not. Um, Apparently Olivia Wilde wanted him back too. I was, uh, was begging him to come back. Yeah, Shia, 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 Shia. But um, for me to finish my final thoughts here, um, I thought it was very entertaining. Like I said, I, I, I feel like I swing a little bit more on the other side of the pendulum uh, than Devin. Uh, I think it was very thrilling, very entertaining. But, you know, you really only get character development really kind of, I mean, with Florence, you know, leading up to that point. But I wanted to know, like, why is she the only one who is able to notice these things? But clearly she wasn't. So I guess she wasn't all alone. But um, overall, I, I thought it was very entertaining, uh, like I said before. And um, I, I think I think it is a good movie to go see with family and with friends. Or if you're just looking for a nice little thrill ride, something to get you through the spooky season that isn't too crazy. You know, it's not necessarily a thriller. Um, I wish the ensemble cast was more of an actual ensemble cast yeah they didn't have anything to do no they really didn't uh, Gemma Chan didn't have too much to do much like the rest of the cast I mean they were there you know they had their speaking lines they they kind of just served as like the background nosy neighbors you know the people that Florence had to um interact with not saying that they didn't uh, not saying that they uh, did a bad job or anything. I think they did a fine job. It's just we didn't get a lot with her characters. I mean, Olivia Wilde, I think she did a good job, you know, for her directing and um, being in this movie. But again, you know, it's just it, it was all about Florence. Like she really carried this movie on her back. Um, I understand why she wasn't necessarily, you know, wanted to go through a lot of the uh, the press for this. You know, her time was spent elsewhere. Everything was happening with Shia. So. But yeah, she she really, I mean, it's really about Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. But at the end of the day, Florence carried this movie on her back. Like, let's let's be honest. I thought the script was great. I, I, I felt bad in some scenes. Like she's she's like pouring everything into it, and she's like crying, and then Harry's just like, yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't want her to know what was going on. He was just like, he was very desensitized to the situation. But no, I definitely know what you mean. But for my score, I'm going to give this like a solid 70 out of 100. Um, you know, just it's like a, a good C or maybe like a C minus. Um, it, it, it was it was good. It's just not one of my favorite. It's it's a favorite of mine of the year. Granted, we haven't had that many movies come out. They were like amazing, but I, I would definitely watch it again. I want to watch it again without the Harry Styles fans, but that's probably not going to happen until this hits like Blu-ray or like if it comes to like HBO Max, which it probably will. Um, so I kind of want to watch it like again on my own without the screaming fans of Harry Styles because nobody knows how to like, you know, shut up in a movie theater anymore, but yeah, definitely a uh, solid 70 out of 100 for me. 55 out of 100 for Devin there, but... I feel like I'm being a bit generous there based on the these reviews I'm seeing. I haven't really read any of the reviews. I probably will after now that we've uh, seen the movie. Um, but yeah, special thanks to AMC for hosting that uh, fan event uh, like super early in the week uh, on a Monday. It was regal for me. Oh, it was Regal for you. Okay, yeah, it was AMC for me. Um, but yeah, that pretty much concludes our review of Don't Worry, Darling. Again, if you have seen the movie, remember, don't spoil it, darling, for anyone out there. Um, you know, we want everyone to experience this for the first time. I mean, my theater seems to love it. You know, they were cheering during like super, you know, crazy parts. And for the most part, they... They did enjoy it. I did hear a few people saying they're like, "Yeah, I read a few reviews before," and um, I was like, "I mean, and it's fine to read reviews before, uh, for sure." Some people want to go in completely blind. Um, I feel like reading reviews is good, but I mean, for this, yeah, like Devin said, for the trailer, I wouldn't necessarily watch the trailer. I would just go see the movie, just go in blinds, and form your own opinion because that's the only one that matters to you. But don't force your opinion on somebody else if they don't like the movie. So <laughs> with all that said and done, if you've liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of your choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, by the time this is out, our Pearl review is out for people to listen to, as well as our uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story review will be out by the time this is um, out for people to listen to as well. And you can also look forward to our Avatar, The Last Airbender, Book 3 Fire review that I uh, review with a few of uh, some amazing YouTubers, some amazing Avatar fans out there so that will be the conclusion of that series revisited uh review until we hit up the legend of Korra. very very excited for that and then of course what is out right now as of right now our house of the dragon episode one through five reviews should be out i think our episode six review should be out by the time this drops on friday as well as our she hulk uh, episode one through five reviews are out and as well as she-Hulk episode six uh, should be out. If it's not, it'll probably be out on Saturday. Again, like I said, there's a lot for us to cover. Well, there's a lot that we want to cover for you guys because we love you guys so much. So we're just trying to give you guys the best content out there for your enjoyment. So with all that said, we hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you guys next time. 
And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. And remember, don't swerve it, darling. Peace.